Take your Bibles. Turn with me to the book of John. Book of John and chapter 4. We'll continue on in our studies here in the fourth chapter, the book of John. Our passage of scripture we'll be dealing with this morning, our verses 27 through 30. But let's begin our reading with verse 25. The woman saith unto him, that is the woman of Samaria, saith unto Jesus, that's the two were having a discourse here, and saith unto him, I know that Messiah is cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee, he. The woman at the well knew of the Messiah. For the Samaritans held to the law, the book of Moses, to the Pentateuch, the five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And definitely the Messiah is foretold in those books. She knew of the Messiah's not worship God as God. They worshiped idols. They worshiped idol in the mountain there in Samaria. And she said, I know that Messiah is coming, and when he shall come, he shall tell us all things, because he would be a prophet like unto Moses. From the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, I believe it is. Now Jesus reveals the Christ, reveals the Messiah to her, and he says, I that speak with you, I'm he. I am the Messiah. I am God. I am the one sent from God. Now verse 27, the verses we'll begin looking at today. And upon this came disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot. And went her way into the city, 
and said to the man, Come see a man which told me all things that I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. That is, those of the city that believed the saying of the woman went out to see Christ. In verse 27, we have in the point, this point is, I've called, called it salvation is personal. Just as Jesus was concluding making himself known, he had just concluded making himself known to the woman of Samaria, making himself known as the Messiah, as the Christ, a revelation that she needed. He had revealed to her her sin. When she wasn't thinking about her sin, she wasn't thinking about how bad a person she was. The only thing she thought she was doing was coming to gather water for the day. And Jesus reveals to her her sin. And in revealing to her her sin, he reveals to her 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 deep need. He said, you worship in this mountain. She said, we worship in this mountain. And Jesus says, you worship, you know not what you worship. The Jews know what they worship. For salvation is of the Jew. Jesus said. He began to reveal to her her need. And, and so then she begins, goes from there to thinking upon the Messiah. The one to come. And Jesus says, I'm he. I'm he. And now... His disciples come to him. Just after he reveals himself to her. They had been in town, remember? They had been in town. They had been in town buying food. They were going to need food to eat. The journey was long and the journey was hard. And they were had gone to to get food for sustenance for the physical body and they they come back they get back to where they had left Jesus and and, and they're in wonderment they're in wonderment that he he talked with a Samaritan It may have been in wonderment that he, that he even talked with a woman because some scholars say that, that, the, that the Jews, in, in for the, especially for Jewish rabbis, which Jesus was considered to be rabbi, 
a master, a teacher. They didn't talk to the women in public. Because of the improprieties that might be there, what it might look like, the implications. But considering especially the fact that she was a woman of Samaria, she was a Samaritan, and we already looked at the, the ver a few verses up that the Samaritans, the Jews have no dealings. were the Samaritans. So we can we can imagine what these Jewish disciples the kind of wonderment that they were in. Yet no man asked him what do you desire of her? Or why are you talking with her? No man said that, our Lord and Savior. But as we think further on this verse, I want us to think about this thought. That he just brought a revelation to this woman. Revealing her sins, revealing her need, and then revealing the Messiah, revealing the Savior to her. You see, it was personal. It was to her and her alone. It was just Jesus and the woman of Samaria conversing. Jesus is dealing with her, and it was to her. <laughs> That he made revelation of himself. And so it is with each one. We're dealt on a personal basis for salvation. Each one of us has been saved. We were dealt with personally. Apart from others. Doesn't mean that others weren't saved in the, about the same time that we were. Doesn't mean that others didn't, didn't go forward and publicly confess that salvation at the same time that we did. But each one was dealt with on a personal basis. We have examples in the life of the Lord Jesus. One of them is the maniac of Gadara. Turn with me to the book of Luke in chapter 8. The book of Luke in chapter 8 and verse 26. Jesus and the disciples were going through across the sea, and they arrived to the, verse 26, to the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city 
a certain man which had devils long time and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. A certain man ran out and met him as they arrived there in the country of the Galileans. And Jesus dealt with this man individually. And you know, know the, the rest of the story, how that Jesus dealt with this man individually and had commanded the, the devils to come out of him. And, and, and the man spoke to him and said, What have we to do with thee, Jesus of Nazareth, thou son of God? And they desired of him that he would not just cast them forth, but that he would cast them into that herd of swine that was there feeding on the hillside. And so Jesus gave them leave to go into the herd of swine, and the swine ran down the hill and into the lake and were drowned. All of them were out. And the next sight we see that people, towns must have got wind of it. Must have got wind of the fact that because the keeper of the swine ran into town your, your swine have all run down the hill and they're drowned. All your money is lost. And they come out where Jesus and this man were. And what did they see? They saw this man whom Jesus dealt with personally clothed and in his right mind and sitting at the feet of Jesus. Sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind Jesus had dealt with him personally in salvation. Come with me down to the 43rd verse in the same chapter, and we see the woman with an issue of blood. There were others around that day, but Jesus only dealt with this woman in verse 43. And a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately, her issue of blood launched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, who touched thee? There's a, Jesus, there's a multitude of people here. But Jesus dealt personally with one individual. 
he healed her of her issue of blood. And he said to that woman, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go thy way. It was a personal revelation. It was a personal healing. It was a personal salvation that he dealt with her personally. Not only her personally, but with the Ethiopian eunuch. There was just Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. The Ethiopian eunuch was reading Isaiah in chapter 53. Philip asked him, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I? Except someone teach me, except someone proclaim the word of truth to me. And so Philip began passage of scripture and began to preach to him in Jesus Christ. And the Ethiopian eunuch was saved that day. Not only was he saved, but he was baptized that day as well. It was a personal salvation. That is, God dealt personally with him. What about Lydia of Thyatira in the book of Acts in, in chapter 16? In verse 14, several women had, had gone down to the river where, where was want to be, where it was normal for them to go for, to make prayer, to pray. Several women had gone down there to pray. But only one, Leah, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, whose heart God opened to hear the words that Paul preached that day. She heard. She believed that day. He dealt with her personally. And so it is with each one of us here today that are, are saved and born again. <laughs> he dealt with us personally. Of all the people that were in that factory that day at 550 West Linfoot Street, Washington, Ohio, he dealt with me personally that day in April of 1974 he dealt with me personally about my sin my need of the Lord Jesus Christ to my knowledge no other individual at that factory that day was saved but Seth Bourne was praise God Revealed to me my sin. And he revealed to me the solution 
for my sin. Revealed the Savior to me. And I was saved. And so it was with you. When he dealt with you concerning salvation. He dealt with you personally. You see, we, we serve a, a God of omnipresence. He's able to do that. He's able to deal with me. And at the same time, he's able to deal with somebody else at the same exact same moment that he's dealing with me personally. He's able to do that. All the mighty power and presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. This Samaritan woman, this adulteress, had now been called out of sin, had been called out of sin's darkness into God's marvelous light. God had commanded the light to shine. And she was transformed from darkness into light. Turn with me to the book of 1 Peter. The book of 1 Peter in chapter 2 and, and look at verse 9 which says concerning the saved. It says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see, she had been called out of darkness. And we saw the darkness abounded in her when Jesus began to speak with her at the well. There was nothing but darkness there. But eventually we see her being transformed into light. And she became aware of her great sin. She became aware of the Messiah. And he revealed himself to her. Colossians chapter 1 and in verse 13 of Colossians chapter 1 tells us like this. says, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He has moved us from darkness and he's moved us into light. <laughs> oh, the glorious light of the kingdom of his dear son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ had revealed himself to this woman. And upon this came his disciples. Christ had revealed himself, and I believe just right after her salvation, disciples appear on the scene. But that is teaching us that salvation is a personal salvation, a personal experience. No others are dealt with. Just my sin and he's my savior. Next, we come to 
verses 28 and 29. And I love this, this portion. Here in verses 28 and 29, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the man, Come see a man which told him all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? The blessed climax. <laughs> if you allow me to label this point that. The blessed climax that we have here in these two verses. The darkness was dispersed. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness in creation has shined in dark to give her the light in the face to the light of the knowledge in the face of Jesus Christ. It now shines into her heart. That same light shines in her heart. The same light that shines in the heart of every believer, of every child of God. Now she leaves her water pot. Think on that moment. She comes to the well with a water pot to draw water from the well, physical water from the well. Jesus talks with her a while, saves her, and she leaves her water pot and goes forth to testify of Christ. Isn't that a beautiful picture of salvation? Isn't that what happens in salvation? What a consequence. <laughs> she left her water pot. She's no longer concerned about getting physical water. She's no longer concerned about the water pot, the things that she was concerned about to begin with. To begin with, she was concerned about getting water, water in, in her water pot, and she was concerned that Jesus is going to give her living water, and he, the well is deep, and he has nothing to draw the water out of the well with. Amazing. And now, the Lord saves her, and, and she leaves the water pot behind. behind what? She left behind material things. Material things were no longer as important to her as they once were. Because she had now found a well. A well of living water. Christ, the Lord Jesus, he said he would, he would give, if she asked of him, he would give her living water. And it would be a well springing up unto what? Springing up unto eternal life. 
he said. She had come to the well for literal water. That's what she desired. That's what she wanted when she came to the well. She wasn't desiring of anything else that we can tell. Certainly not salvation. She didn't even know she needed salvation. But now, she forgets all about that physical water, forgets all about that physical water pot. She now has living water. She leaves off material things. And she turns away from that which the carnal mind was set upon. Remember? As we went through those verses, how, how her mind just couldn't, just couldn't get past the carnal things. Now, what's her thoughts upon? <laughs> oh, the Lord Jesus is so wonderful. It's so good. Oh, my sins are forgiven. I'm a possessor of eternity life oh I just got to run and tell someone and there what she had to do that's exactly what she had to do she has no thought of the well or the water or the water pot but now she says with the Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians, chapter 1, verse 21. For me to live is Christ. Oh, Christ is everything. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ, has he revealed himself to you today? Oh, she was saved by grace through faith. Apart from any works of her own, <laughs> save for all eternity. That's what salvation by grace through faith is. It's once for all, forever, for eternity. It's the meaning of eternal life. It's the meaning of everlasting life. It's the meaning of salvation now now this woman of Samaria wants to tell others about her Savior Acts chapter 4 and verse 20 was it that Peter and John told the their accusers there and the ones that were bidding them not to speak any longer in this name, in the name of Jesus. What was it they said? For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. We, we have to speak that which we've seen and heard. We can't leave off. That was this woman of Samaria. She couldn't leave off. She, you couldn't keep her 
quiet. You couldn't have paid her to be quiet, to keep quiet. Had to run and tell others. What was it? Paul was standing up and giving his salvation account to those Jews in Jerusalem that, that wanted him put to death. And he stood up and, and the captain gave him leave to speak to him. And he's recounting his salvation experience and, and, and how that he was on the Damascus road and, and the Lord saved him. And, and then he brought him to Ananias. And he's revealing how that Ananias revealed to him that God said that he would be a witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. In other words, our salvation experience is, is that which we've seen and which we have heard, and we are to be relaying it to others. How can you keep us quiet? Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Chapter 5 and verse 13. The Holy Spirit says here through the pen of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians, he says, For the love of Christ constraineth us. For the love of Christ holds us in this ministry, holds us in this, this proclaiming the Lord Jesus Christ to others. I mean, we love Him dearly. And we love others dearly. And we see that all men are dead in sins and trespasses. They need to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ. They need to hear what Christ has done for me. How that He has awakened me to my sin. Revealed himself to me in salvation. So this woman had to run into the city. She just had, had to go into the city and she had to tell the men there of the city, of the city, all that would listen to her. Verse 29. And this was her words, Come see a man which told me all things that I did. Is not this the Christ? Come! Come was the word of invitation. Come! Jesus had told her in verse 16, He had told her, You go, you go get your husband, and then you come back to me again. You come to me. And now, here, she says in verse 29, she's saying, come. Come see Jesus. Come see what he's done for me. It's me. The psalmist, that blessed psalmist says in Psalms chapter 66, in verse 16, he says, 
Come and hear, all ye that fear the fear God, and I will declare what He hath done for my soul. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's you got to tell someone what He's done for you. He's done for your soul. And because you have the love of Christ in you, you have the love of Christ in you, you have a love for those that are without Christ. And you want to tell them as well. Isaiah chapter 63 and verse 7, and Isaiah said, said I, will, I will mention, I will, well, let's turn there. Isaiah 63. And look at verse 7. He says, I, I will mention the loving kindnesses. Notice that. Kindnesses. Not just loving kindness, but loving kindnesses of the Lord. I'm going to mention them. I'm going to, I'm going to proclaim them. I'm going to bring them to your memory. I'm going to tell them and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath blessed on us and the great goodness toward the house of Israel which he bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindness plural again mercies plural kindnesses plural praises is plural oh he says I'm going to tell you about the goodness of our God how great and how wonderful he is that was the, that was the thought that was what, what was upon this woman's heart she had to tell she had to tell others of the Christ. She had to tell others of the Messiah. She had to tell how good and how wonderful he was to her. Consider this. Her final word was her seventh. Her seventh. Last week we said the revelation of Jesus to this woman was his seventh to her. Seven, the number of completeness, the number of perfectness. This was her seventh, the perfect number. Seven times Christ had spoken to her of the perfectness of his work in dealing his dealing with her six times six times she speaks to him which is the number of man in the flesh before being saved and this seventh evidencing the perfect work 
Christ had worked in her heart. Christ seventh time speaking to her was the revelation of himself to her and her seventh speech is the work of a saved individual, the mouth of a saved individual. Perfectness, completeness. Six times she spoke to him before being saved. And the seventh was the completion. The last verse that we look at today, verse 30. Then they went out of the city. Who went out of the city? Well, those to whom she witnessed, those to whom she had testified to, and they believed. We'll get into this um, more in the next section. But those that, that believed, they went out of the city. They came to Christ. Oh, this is this to be the work of a saved individual. An individual is saved by the grace of God, the power of God. And then they likewise bring others to Christ. How do they bring others to Christ? By testifying, by telling them what good things he has done for them. Just as this woman did. This was a changed woman. Her appearance was changed. Her behavior was changed. Her attitude was changed. Her desires were all changed. Isn't, isn't that the marks of one who has truly been born again? She was changed. And they, the people of the city, sat up and took notice. This woman went, went out from the city to the well, a harlot, a whore. And she came back, changed, completely different. Her, her attitude, her appearance, her confidence was all changed. They, because she was changed in such a way, they sat up and took notice of what she was saying. And the results were many were saved that day because of her testimony. Second Corinthians chapter 5. In verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. He's a new creation. Behold, old things are passed away. All things are become new. All things are become new. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 18, James tells us, of his own will begat he us with the word of truth. 
that we should be a kind of fruits of his creatures. In other words, we should be a, a new creation and we should be those first fruits like, like Christ was the first, our first fruits. We're to be like Christ in our behavior, in our attitude. It boils down to this, folks. She had a new heart. We're told of that in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36 and verse 26. God said, I'll, I'll take away that stony heart. And he said, I'll give you a new heart. A new heart that is towards me. A new heart that is soft towards me. That desires me. That desires to do the things of God. And be obedient to his word. That was this woman. That was so many came. Many came to Christ. Verse 30, we see that. They're coming to Christ. Look at look at what they did in verse 40. In verse 40, I mean, I mean they loved him dearly. They didn't they so when the Samaritans were come unto him, that is, those that came at her testimony, believed her testimony, and they came to Jesus, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? A sinner. A sinner comes face to face with their sin and comes face to face with the Savior and then they go and they tell others and they bring others rejoicing well I think I can find it um Psalms 126. I should be able to find it. Just read it last night, I think. Psalms 126 and verse 6. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. You see, she went forth bearing the seed of Jesus Christ. Her testimony. Testimony of a life that had been changed by the power of God shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves, bringing others with him to Christ. Give me the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs in chapter 14. First part of that verse says, and get this, a true witness delivereth souls. That woman, that woman of Samaria, who was a false witness, was a false prophetess, was a false worshiper of false gods. 
becomes a true witness, a true witness of the true God, of saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in so doing, she delivereth souls, all those who hear her and believe are delivered, and they too are possessors of everlasting life. Shall we